episode six podcast neil and mike back for another week mike i got a weird question for you to kick off the episode let's hear it what did you have for supper tonight what did i have for supper tonight uh we had butter chicken Ooh. and non bread that I my wife that. my wife prepared um it was i was telling her like it feels like a special treat to have to have butter chicken for some reason i don't know why but oh my god it was that is one of my favorite cuisines if i if i could pick anywhere to go and eat that's the type of restaurant i would go and eat yeah it's uh very closely by like a vietnamese or a thai place i was gonna say thai would be probably my number two didn't we went to a thai restaurant when i came yeah yeah you we did (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was delicious, man. That That's was a awesome. good spot. Yeah, that was a yeah. good spot. Now, the reason I ask is because my supper tonight was something from the five-star establishment that I call the Costco Canteen. <gasps> Let me. Okay, so I'm gonna guess. Hmm. Now, sorry, did you eat it in Costco or did you bring it home? Oh no, I brought it home. Okay. You brought it home. I'm gonna guess the whole chicken, like the the rotisserie chicken. Wait, your Costco does rotisserie chickens? Your Costco doesn't do rotisserie chicken? No, not in the canteen. What's whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. What's okay? <laughs> I, I think I jumped ahead here. What What do you mean the Costco canteen? Like they have like a little thing where you take your tray and you can go up and you can get like your fries, you can get a slice of pizza, you can get. Oh, like uh, okay. Do you is that okay? Canteen must not be an Ontario thing then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever you would like to call it, where you can I'm... go up and they have like a like a buffet of stuff, but you pick and choose what you want. It's not even a buffet. It's like there's people there that work there. You tell them right. what you want. Yeah. And they make it for you, and you're good to go. Okay, so, so it's like a grill type thing. Like eh, not quite. It, it's almost like a hockey arena type, ca- like cafeteria type deal, right? Canteen, interesting. Yeah. So I, anyway. I would be curious if other Ontario users have heard that that <laughs> term before, because I have not. Anyway, might just be a me thing, right? Per- but either perhaps. way, uh, for less than two bucks, you can get like a ridiculously sized Polish hot dog. Yep. And a pop. And that yep. was my supper. That's delicious. Yes. Like, but there's a that the the pizza, like you yeah. get gets like there's good ass food at Costco. The Kirkland pizza is underrated, but the reason I bring this up, not because I'm bragging about the hot dog, but I needed to use that as a segue into what I saw at Costco today. Okay. We, uh, in preparation for the show, again, we were talking about things that we should probably discuss tonight. And one of the topics that came up was COVID. Yep. Now, your numbers are increasing in Ontario. Ours are increasing in Saskatchewan. The rate of infection in Saskatchewan is actually higher now than it is in Ontario, NBC. I think Alberta as well. Like, it's getting off the rails for us here. Now, there's an announcement coming from the provincial government here tomorrow as to what some of these new restrictions are going to be. And it's supposed to be 1130 in the morning. I was supposed to go to Costco tomorrow after work. 
you went today knowing that it could not be there tomorrow. Yeah, I I wasn't going to take the chance because think about what happened back in March. And I know what happened there, but I need you to tell me a story maybe if you can think of one. Yeah. The the panic buying set in. Yes. So what did you witness for the panic buying? So, well, it was bare shelves. So we didn't panic. And there's, I think there's two reasons why we didn't panic. One, we didn't know how serious it was going to be. Like you saw people on TV, like at the big grocery stores in downtown Toronto and stuff like that. And people were doing, it's just like, you're crazy. Like, why are you doing like, you're a, you're a doomsday, like naysayer type person. Oh, totally. Um, The second reason we were in the midst of moving. We couldn't just grab bulk stuff because we were going to, we were literally a week or two away from, from moving. So what we encountered was empty shelves everywhere. Mm. Like, could it, like when, if we just wanted paper towel, like we, we went through a ton of paper towel because we were cleaning everything before. Oh, totally. Yeah. And we couldn't get it. Um, so just like that was my, that's the way I remember it was watching people overreact. I think in the sense that the food that people needed and or they thought that was going to go away, we were always going to have plenty of it. But you saw that panic buying. And for me, it was just more frustration that like, I can't buy the things I need just for my day to day, let alone like if I have to lock up for the next two weeks. So it was frustrating. Yeah. It totally is. And I mean, I can say, and please step in if you can think of any other ones, but the top five things that were probably gone from the shelves in terms of panic buying in no particular order uh toilet paper yeah flour yep yeast yep uh canned goods and pastas certain, can- certain canned goods yeah certain pastas toilet paper was a big one here in toronto yeah big one for us too and unfortunately i saw a couple of instances of that at the costco tonight so I saw like a husband and wife going through and I think they were worried about whatever this announcement's going to be here tomorrow. And they right. had two carts, one each. And one, one just had toilet paper in it. Like they had four, five, maybe six because I couldn't get a really good view of the bottom of the cart. It was just toilet paper. The other one, like it was their, it looked like their regular shopping. Right. But either they've got a big ass family or they were hardcore into some panic buying i think well there's been panic buying happening here again kim uh does all does our like weekly grocery run yeah uh and she goes to the to the walmart just south of here in port perry and she's starting to notice the empty shelves of certain things nothing crazy like nothing like what was back in march Mm -hmm. but it's starting there hasn't really been a whiff of any new lockdowns here yet. And I think that's just because Doug Ford is Doug Ford. Uh, that said, he wouldn't, I don't think he would prepare people to hear it because then he would drive a lot of that panic buying that. Yeah. That happened the first time around. Yeah. So totally I don't know. Get it. Yeah. So I would say more than anything, my whole experience with the panic buying has been frustration of just not being able to get the basic necessities like the minimum amount of the basic necessities. For sure. There are some things for us that are a little bit easier to find than others when the first round of panic buying was happening. Yeah. Uh, Both my wife and daughter are celiac. 
So for us, we go through a lot of gluten-free flour. Right. Not as hard to get that compared to regular all-purpose flour. flour. Yep. So, so there are some things that, you know, we definitely, but like one of the things that we were trying to find at one point, I think this was like April or something, was chocolate chips. And you could not find a bag of chocolate chips for the life of you. Everyone was baking. <laughs> yes. Everyone started baking. Like we, like I, I, my wife's cousin ended up getting a bag of yeast at some point and literally just divided it up like Coke bags to give the friends <laughs> that wanted to, that one that needed it or wanted it. It was crazy. I don't and, know why you say that. And the first thing that came to mind was Sesame street, that stupid Muppet with that had the overcoat on. It's like, Hey, you want to buy an O? <laughs> 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 want to get weird kids? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Check this out. Look at this. Yeast. <laughs> The other shortages we encountered here was mm. booze. Shelves were going empty and hashtag priorities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's there's a small general store in my town that also is an LCBO that is also a beer store. And for those of you outside of Ontario, LCBO is where you buy liquor. The beer store is what it sounds like. It's where you buy your beer. Yeah. And they're both government-owned or governments. Uh, yeah, they're both government properties. Anyway, we have this small general store that sells both for us, which is great because I don't have to go to an LCBO then. I just drive 10 minutes down the road and they'll order stuff for you too. If you say, nice. hey, could you, could you get me two or three bottles of this? They'll order it for you. They were telling me that they were ordering about $25,000 of booze a week and only getting 6,000 of it delivered. Ooh. And it's not, it was just, there were so many shortages because people were, were self-medicating. Or, yeah, I was going to say, damn it, if I'm going to be stuck in the house for months, I'm going to need my whiskey. <laughs> I can tell you, man, the amount of rye that I have probably drank in the last seven months is just disgusting disgusting oh, man. well i i mean i don't know what to expect in terms of the announcement tomorrow i know what i hope for but i'm not gonna hold my breath um i just sincerely hope and i don't think our listeners will really disagree or our listener will really disagree do what you can to help everyone out like wear your mask, wash your hands, try to do the social distancing, physical distancing, do whatever you can to help people out. Because honestly, the sooner we all get on board, the sooner this crap's going to go away. That's, that's literally it. And try to put yourself in situations where you don't have to be around a ton of people. I know that's super hard, especially in the big cities. And I say that as someone who came from the big city is now in a small town who I don't have to worry about that. Um, but it's, yeah, just, I think more than like, you're not just doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the people around you. And yeah. I think it's the most selfless thing that someone can do right now outside of getting the flu shot outside of donating blood outside of donating organs, wear a mask distance. It literally could help save, uh, six degrees of life, uh, as part of this in terms of just infecting people. So wear your mask. Wear a mask, do all those steps that the experts are telling you that you should be doing. And yeah, act, while we're on the topic, because you mentioned it, fill out an organ donor card, make sure your intentions are well known, do all that good stuff. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Actually, 
go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say, I love the countries that actually have it set up so you are automatically, by default, when you turn a certain age, registered as an organ donor. And you I actually agree. have to contact the government to get off the list. I agree. I That's agree. how we should have it. No, I 100% agree. It should be something that, like, when your kids are born, you can, like, well, I guess you're making a decision on behalf of your kid, but your kid should have the right to either change it or keep it at some point as they get older. But yeah, totally. just those sorts of things, it goes a long way right now when people need things. And if it's just keeping people out of the hospital, if it's just keeping people away from their office so they're potentially not spreading a basic cold to people, just anything goes yeah. such a long way right now. And I mean, I'll be honest, my, my mother was a nurse when, when she was still working, she's retired. Uh, I've heard plenty of stories of how rough a job like that can be. Yep. Anything in the health field generally is, I mean, obviously, but let's make it easier on anybody involved in that field. There's no Uh, reason to make things worse. I mean, they do it every day. They put their life on the line, but they're literally now putting their life on the line every single day that they step into a hospital and they're dealing with people who are on ventilators. It's crazy. Now, on a more positive note, I will say I was pleasantly surprised with the lack of any type of pain or anything along those lines from the flu shot I got this year. Excellent. I guess, now, does that pain tie into the kind of concoction that they make up like are some flu shots worse than others in terms of that pain i don't honestly know how that part works but all i know is like in years past and i I think i said this on a previous episode i've gotten flu shots like pretty much almost every year since my wife was pregnant and my daughter is going to be 18 next year so it's been a long time some years are worse than others in terms of the side effects that I experience. Like there's some where I do get that mild fever. There's some where I do get aches and pains for a few days, right? Or I get, you know, some of those very minor flu-like symptoms. Yep. Uh, but this time I literally had like maybe a little bit of pain in my arm for a day and that was it. I had no other side effects. So. Amazing. I love I need to. Bu- I need to book mine. I keep meaning to book mine. I have all the time. I say I have all the time in the world now. I have the time to go and actually get it done whenever I can get it done now, which is fantastic. Yes. Actually, thinking of that and going back to a few episodes ago when we were going through the Tim Hortons bracket. Yes. We had mentioned that we wanted to get someone a Tim Hortons gift card. We would figure out some way to tie it into some new game. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Send us a picture of yourself getting the flu shot and – you'll get a $15 Tim Hortons gift card. I love that. We'll figure it out. If you can't get a, if you can't get a flu shot because of health reasons or things like that, show us a picture of you wearing a mask. Yeah. It could be that like that is, there's nothing, anything different about that than getting vaccinated at this point right now when there's no vaccine for, for COVID. Whatever it is that you're doing to take the steps to keep you and your loved ones healthy, tag us in the photo. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, doesn't matter. Hashtag podcast. And yeah, like Mike said, we'll do that draw. Everyone will get entered in. Yeah. There you go. We'll just do a random draw. Yeah. Anything you're doing to help keep yourself and those around you safe during this time, snap a selfie, tag podcast, and we'll 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 go from there. Now, going back to the whole panic buying and running out of things, one thing we will not run out of if another lockdown happens is YouTube content. Now, not from us personally, because nobody wants to see this mug on TV. 
I can't. I like if you if you were a content creator on YouTube during the early stages of of the pandemic, you absolutely made a killing if you were pumping out content every day. Like Can you imagine. I I was watching like my daughter's big into watching streamers on YouTube like game streamers for this game. Oh, Roblox. okay. Yeah. Um, and so she watches them, and the frequency at which their videos started to come out was more and more and more every single day. So if, instead of it being like one video every two or three days, now it was a daily video, or it was now four videos in a day split up into five or six minute video chunks instead of twenty four or twenty five minutes. Totally. My question, interesting. my question is, though, like, I'm assuming you've got a bunch of channels you probably subscribe to. I do. And when I was thinking about this topic earlier and I was tying it into podcasts, I'm going to ask you this question now before we sure. go in and talk about what we're into. Yeah. Does your does, – does the type of the genre of podcast you listen to, does that tie into the type of YouTube content that you subscribe to? Actually, not at all. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird that way. Yeah, no, it's completely divergent from what I listen to because, and I'll give you a few examples of what I watch on YouTube and I'm subscribed to. Let's hear uh, there's a, a gentleman that does uh, reactions to rock videos. Now, there's lots of channels that do that, uh, but there's one in particular gentleman's name is Jamel, a.k.a. Jamal. Yep. Uh, he's one of the more popular ones. He and I find his videos really entertaining, so he's awesome. I like him. Obviously, the good mythical morning crew. Never heard of that him. one. Oh yeah, right. Come on now. I don't think I have. Are you serious? They are like one of the OG YouTubers. No. Okay, you're gonna have to do a deep dive on these because they're going okay. on season like 19. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a spinoff of that where it's their chef. Um, and I've talked about their podcast before. Um, more recently, my wife and I have found a channel called Keto Zerts. So they do a whole bunch of dessert videos, but they're all keto versions, super low carb, higher protein, higher fat. So every now and then we'll break out one of those recipes and give it a try. Nice. Um, there's a, a British one, uh, Lad Baby. Big on Lad them. Baby. Lad Baby. Lad Baby's a good laugh. Husband and wife team. Um, they, what do they talk about? Uh, it's a little bit just pretty much everyday life. And the dad has this thing for trying to, you know, hack things in terms of like, oh, his kids want this new playset. What's my hack going to be for that? You know, stuff like that. Um, Michael Landsberg, Sick, Sick Not Weak. Yep, that's a great uh, big one. one on that one. Uh, obviously, the Taggart and Torns one. Uh, the Try Channel's another one. Uh, it's based out of Ireland, so it's a bunch of Irish people trying different things. So this actually, the most recent episode kind of ties back to what you had for supper tonight. They try Indian cuisine. So uh, there's another podcast that I was going to mention called The Try Guys. Oh, I'm familiar with them. Yes. And they do like challenges around like baking without a recipe, mm-hmm. building stuff from Ikea without instructions, eating really hot shit. Like they do yeah. all that kind of stuff. And I, for the most part, find them pretty hilarious. Not everything is my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but really, especially the stuff where they're baking without a recipe and like watching them mix shit together. Oh it's God. just hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. The other two that I have to throw out as plugs, um, 
I loved, or I love, I should say, uh, there's a British show called Countdown, and a comedy troupe took it over uh, called Eight Out of Ten Cats. And they completely turned this show that was all serious. It was like a word and number show, math show. And it's complete just like ridiculous list now. I'll actually send you after this episode one of my favorite all-time YouTube clips um, of it. And Epic Rap Battles of History. Ooh. Oh, have you not watched Epic Rap Battles of History before? Oh, dude, you're in for a treat. One of my favorite of all of them. Sir Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye. Fantastic. Who's rapping? Uh, well, one of the Bill Nye in that character is one of the two original guys that started that channel. But Sir Isaac Newton is played by Weird Al. No way. It is so good. <laughs> there are some, oh, don't get me wrong. They have, have some absolutely horrid ones. Like they have, and horrid I mean in terms of the matchups, like Darth Vader versus Hitler. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. But some of them are just fantastic. Like some of them are just completely nonsensical. Like, you know, Edgar Allan Poe versus Stephen King. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so you're going to have to do a deep dive on that. But I've rambled on long enough about mine. Let's hear about some of yours. So a few that kind of, that always stick around in my wheelhouse in terms of what I'll go and watch. The first one I'll say is the punk rock NBA. Okay. And it's and it's not just about punk music. It's about like scene music, new metal. Okay. They'll talk. They'll do like a twenty twenty five minute episode around like why did new metal get so popular? Why did Limp Bizkit get so popular? And it's really really well done. Like it breaks. It kind of walks through like the beginnings of the band and how like how they worked in culturally at the time. And it was just kind of like the perfect time. Like okay. really really well done. And it's a whole range of different kind of rock music topics anyway really really well done i enjoy it they do some really cool deep dives into certain bands certain genres of music but it's a really really cool channel nice. content's posted pretty frequently which is nice too yeah that helps that's one of the things i look for in a youtube channel is that i'm not constantly waiting like a podcast totally. i want to get that content daily uh so that was my first one my second one, which ties back into my question earlier, which is do your podcast genres tie into your YouTube genres? This is where one of mine kind of intersect. Mm-hmm. I, I, this channel called Unbox Therapy. It is, it's, a, it's this tech unboxing. So it's a guy opening up the new iPhone. It's a guy opening up the, that when, when Apple made their wheels for their new laptop and they were like $600 for four wheels. Yeah. Like just, he does. He just opens everything, and he gets stuff sent to him. He goes and he buys things, and he looks at just crazy tech. Anyway, I found there's. I find their stuff really interesting. Helps me kind of learn about what sort of technologies out there, and what's good, and what's bad, and perspective. Really dig those things as well. Nice. And and then my third one with, and then we can continue on. But my third one is actually tied back into podcast listening again, into wrestling, being the elite or BTE. Uh, oh, okay. It was a YouTube channel that got created when wrestlers, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, Marty Skirrell, holy cow! I don't think if there was anyone else, were all in New Japan wrestling, and it was basically like their on the road vlog. That's what it started as. Then it started to turn into they were actually 
building storylines as part of their wrestlers gimmicks on this YouTube channel in the, and then passing it back into the ring or passing it back into a pay-per-view. Anyway, it's about skits. It's about wrestling. It's super silly. (laughs) It's super just, I don't You have to really love wrestling to love it. I think. Yeah. Anyway, they do weekly episodes. I find it fucking hilarious. It (laughs) gets me to enjoy my wrestling and the wrestlers. You see them in just completely different lights, which is hilarious. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. I'm going to have to check that one out. I, I it's think a, it's a good one. Out of the three that you mentioned, I think that one's probably the one I would probably gravitate towards first. Yeah. Because, you know, anything it's, that's a good laugh. It's like watching a 10 or 15 minute soap opera with the wrestlers. So they have, they talk, you know how people say that wrestling is like a soap opera? Oh, totally. Take, take away the wrestling part and all the promos and the backstage stage segments. That's essentially what this is. So it's basically like a 10 or 15 minute pro wrestling soap opera, which is awesome. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to have to check that one out. ETE. I will check BTE. that one out. We should take a break. We absolutely should. And when we come back, we've got a little bit of housekeeping to do on some stuff that we talked about last episode and the episode before that. We do. Awesome. All right. We'll be right back. Be right back. Back for part two, and we got a little bit of housekeeping to do in this second part. But before we get to that, in between the first part and now, showed Mike a couple of my favorite videos on YouTube. Mike, what are your thoughts? My cheeks hurt. My (laughs) cheeks hurt. The the epic rock battles of history. We watched two two videos there. Stephen Hawking versus... Albert Einstein uh, on that one. Albert Einstein. And then George Washington versus no, Isaac it was Newton. it was Isaac Newton versus Bill Nye, Bill versus Bill Nye. Yeah, hilarious, absolutely hilarious. The thing that I love about the Stephen Hawking one is that they auto tuned him. Oh, it was perfect, <laughs> and his mannerisms the the very the very oh, few that he very has, few very few. They were just dead on, like the, like just to how he moved his eyes around and everything. Yeah. It was just so so good, and the digs at each other were perfect. Oh, just absolutely perfect. Pretty much every one of them's like that. It's ridiculous, and they're not all science ones. It just so happens to be those are two of my favorite ones. Those uh, were awesome. But yeah, it's a it's gonna be great. And afterwards, while we're uploading this, Mike's gonna take some time and show me a couple of his favorite ones. So I'm looking forward I to that too. I, I will probably show you a few that I didn't mention as part of our list. Yeah. For no reason other than I want them to be funny. And the oh, stuff that yeah. I shared wasn't, it has the, some funny elements, but I want quirky because I think that's what you're going to like. So I will show oh, you totally. those after we're, after we're doing our post-processing, I guess. For sure. Now, in terms of the housekeeping, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about crushes. Yes. Celebrity crushes. And... We put ours out there, but we, we went did. to the people and we actually had some responses. Do tell. So I don't know if these poor souls actually listened to the episode or if they just pay attention on social media, but either way, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so one of our bods, Rod, came back at us. And first off, he's still kind of shook that the sour cream glaze won the bracket. I get it. 
I, I'm totally with you, Rob. But hmm. his celebrity crushes, Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Who's Fast I'm Times? Gonna... Okay. Yes. That's all I had to say. Oh, Phoebe Cates. <laughs> yes. Go uh, on. Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Bravo. Yep. And one I was not expecting, Paul Abdul. Ooh. That's almost a deep cut. That is a deep it, cut. Th- that's a deep cut. Like, that's... Uh, you've paid attention to her if if she's on your list. Interesting. I mean, I get it. Late 80s, early 90s. Absolutely. Totally. Uh, the next one, we actually had Ricky chime in on this, too. Yes. Hi, Ricky. Hey, Ricks. <laughs> uh, she named quite a few. She didn't stick to just the three rule that we tried to bring in on people. So, got uh, it. Pavel Bure. Pavel Bure, the Russian rocket. No, was he a Russian rocket? Yeah, he was yep. a Russian rocket. Yep. Pavel Bure. Yep, Russian rocket. Billy Joe Armstrong. Who apparently continues to get younger as he gets older. Isn't that ridiculous? He literally looks younger than when, like, Basket Case came out. Yep. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that is, like, I don't know if he's had work done. I don't think he would have. Part of me wonders if it's because he's uh, trying to lead a bit of a cleaner lifestyle now. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think that's probably uh, a big contributor to it. Exactly. Yeah, Billy Uh, Joe. Another one, Prince William. And she says in brackets here, that didn't go over well. Now, I don't know if that's a dig at the fact that he lost so much hair or... I think it's the hair. I, that's what I'm leaning towards as well. I think it's the hair. Uh, Which is like, you think back, like he was like a teen idol almost. I don't know if, like, if you pictured it that way, like people just like gawked at him. I, I think that's fair. Yeah, I would say that that's the case. Maybe not to the same degree as, say, like some of the boy bands or something. Because they weren't always in the public eye. You know what sure. I mean? But yes, definitely. Yeah. And uh, more, and it just—it's not that losing your hair makes you any less attractive or anything like that. But it's—it is a shame when you have such a nice head of hair and it just decides to walk away. <laughs> walk away? Yes, <laughs> we're gonna leave it at that. Uh, her other ones: Jonathan Taylor Thomas, JTT. Yep, Leonardo DiCaprio. I—I uh, I would be interested to know what time frame of Leo. Leo, I find, has different stages of. I was going to say, I'm going to bet that it's like, you know, that what's eating Gilbert Grape to Romeo and Juliet. Titanic. Yeah. Post growing pains. Yeah, totally. Okay. Got it. Uh, Taylor Kitsch. Don't know who Taylor Kitsch is. If I remember correctly, Friday Night Lights. Didn't really watch Friday Night Lights. No. Uh, <laughs> and he's actually, he, he's uh, in a movie that was filmed in Newfoundland. Uh, that was a remake of a comedy from Quebec. Uh, and I, the name is escaping me at the moment, but oh. I will have it put out there for everyone to watch it. It's a great movie. Great comedy. I'm going to guess that if I see this guy's face, I probably know who you'll, he is. You'll recognize him. For Got you, it. you might recognize him if you've seen any of the Wolverine uh, movies, the standalone movies. Yeah, I yeah, he played but passing. He played Gambit. Okay, 
Yeah, no, nothing. Okay. Nothing. Uh, and the other one that she mentions is Vigo Mortensen. Interesting. So, so yeah, like very diverse there. Oh, and she also yes. said uh, Nick Carter as well. Ah, uh, Nick Carter. You got to have so. at least one boy band guy in your crush picks. Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> well, not <laughs> no. You, 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 we don't. But if you are, a it totally player, makes sense. Yes, yes, yeah, it totally makes there. sense. <laughs> uh, given, given, you know, the approximate age and you know what was big at the time, you know, especially those formative years. Yeah, totally get it. Yeah. Uh, another bot came back at us, Crystal, uh, OG bot. Oh, big time OG bod. Yeah. Uh, and she said this. I'm going to read this word for word so I don't mess this up. Well, Team Me did email the Jonavision program to ask Jonathan Torrance to be my grad date. He politely declined. <laughs> That's JT for you. Like, honestly, like what, a, like, what a guy who just, like, he doesn't let anyone go unanswered. No, Ever. and what and what I love about the fact that Crystal is willing to put out to the public with this is that we had this conversation at DM. Like she's got no shame, and that's yeah. like one of the best things about her. Because when they first did their live tour, the JTs, she got up on stage and told JT that story. Good for her. Yeah, it was awesome. It was great. So Good for her. Good um, for her. And then we got another one. Pete uh, goes by the name. You might, if you listen to Rubber Boots Pod, you might recognize this. Snack Bites, Pete. Yep. Um, earliest he remembers, Alyssa Milano. Again, Great pick. Bravo. Elizabeth Shue. And after, Elizabeth I, Shue. after I read that one, I'm like, you know what? That's a sneaky pick. That, that's a deep cut. It is. Uh, if I remember correctly, Elizabeth Shue was in season one of The Boys on Prime. I believe you are correct, sir. Yeah, so that is a very sneaky pick, and I appreciate that. I like that one. Good pick. His other one, Cindy Crawford. Specifically, the Diet Pepsi commercial. So the Schwing era. Yeah. Yep. Again, (laughs) I get it. I totally get it. So those are some of the responses that we had. The other bit of housekeeping that we had to take care of was – our playlist you put together this playlist that's open to the public yes collaborators are welcome now we've had a few people kind of chime in already we have i'm gonna pull it up here right now not a problem and i will say um i believe we've had kelly uh who again og bought he was at the first uh packet and torrents live show uh we had who else well you me kelly and i want to say oh bruce uh, Bruce is the husband of one of my very good friends from Calgary, an area, Meredith. Uh, he actually composes his own music. So, oh, wow. so yeah, he put a couple of his tracks on there that are more awesome. that, that instrumental, like low key type that we were talking about before. Yes. You got to check those ones out. They're very I 100% well. 100% will. I 100% yep. will. So yeah, no. And we are, like you said, definitely open to people jumping in. And adding more tracks. 
it's where we're at let's see i went overboard i'll admit i think i've added like out of the hundred and something songs i think i've added like 60 of them (laughs) Uh, no we've got it so we've got 101 songs in the playlist for a total of six hours and 36 minutes of music that's pretty good so if you're looking for a day's work if you're looking for a rip down the 401 or down to trans canada this could be an interesting and very eclectic uh, playlist for you. I, I like how car. you said eclectic because I was about to ask your opinion on this playlist. Uh, there are some big differences in music already, I think, between me and you in terms 100%. of what we're listening to right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, big time. And I, but I look at what you listen to and a lot of it's stuff that I, would list, that I listen to still. Yeah. Um, you and I, we had a little brief call or back and forth this week around Billy Talent totally. uh, and the song "This Is How it, This Is How It Goes," the first yep. song off their self-titled album. It just—it's such a banger. It is fucking top shelf. Oh, it's just, so good. Oh, so good. It's uh, such a good way to kick off an album too, from a song perspective. So, I—it's been cool. I think for me uh, to see that when you and I put our music in, whether or not we talk about it or not, the Billy talent one we talked about, but there are other ones in here and I'm looking at, I'm like, yeah, man, I totally get it because I dig them too. Like five finger death punch. They've yeah. got like, not everything they do is my cup of tea. No, but, same here, but they've got some bangers and I will get into that. You've got like post Malone. I grew a whole new respect for post Malone after he did his live stream of covering a bunch of Nirvana songs. That was great. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. And the fact that he sounds that great live yeah. really says something about that talent. Because you know as yeah. well as I do, not every artist sounds like they do live in compared no. to the studio. No. And like, and he's, for lack of a better term, I guess, he's, is he an R&B? Would you consider him R&B? Uh, I would consider him or riding the line between those three, honestly. Because yeah. you look at a track like, say, Circles. Yeah. That's a little bit more pop. Or Sunflower. Sunflower's a little bit more pop. But then yeah. some of his other stuff, like he kind of rides the line between some of these genres. Like he did one with Ozzy too, right? That oh, is that not so bad good. at all. Not bad so at all. So good. Could I, I'm going to make a really bad comparison here. Yeah, let's hear it. Is Post Malone like Kid Rock? Yes, but more talented. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's an unfair comparison, but he's he's got more talent in his little finger than I think Kid Rock's got. Like you look at the how Kid Rock kind of genre hopped. Like he started in the the heavy the new metal. I guess he kind of got lumped into new metal with Ba with a Ba. Yeah. Um, but then, like, was it Heaven Only Knows? Not Heaven Only Knows. That's chaos. Okay, we're going to play a game real quick because we're talking right. Kid Rock. And right. I'm going to borrow this from one of my other favorite podcasts uh, up until a few months ago when one of the guys left, The Basement okay. Yard. It's called The Basement Yard. And they okay. started this trend where whatever guest came on, you have to name five Kid Rock songs. Okay. Okay, ready? Go for it. Oh, ba ba da ba Yep. Uh... uh Cowboy. Okay. Um, oh, it's that Sweet Home Alabama song, but it's not Sweet Home Alabama. Um, <laughs> fuck, I can't remember what it is. And then there's that other one off this first album that Heaven uh, something. American Badass. 
Okay, that's three. That's four. That's no, four. Three, three you, ha- you haven't said. Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, uh, American Badass. American Badass. You, ha- uh, you didn't say the other one by title, so I'm not giving it to you. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. I don't know. Okay, you were so close. Nobody gets this question ever. That's the thing. I played it in my mind the first time they they uh, mentioned it on their podcast and i was like you know, i got to like three or four and then i'm like oh god i forgot only god knows why right that's it yeah okay there was uh all summer long was the one that you were thinking about yes like, there's there's quite a few but it, when you're on the spot it's really hard to think about what did this guy actually accomplish you know who would be another band to do that with yeah. disturbed yes Oh my God! Yes, they would I, be a perfect band for it. Like, and I like Disturbed. Like, not again. Not everything that they not do all is their by tracks, tea, but there's three or but, four tracks for sure. 100. percent Yeah, but could you do five? Oh God! No. <laughs> God no. Um. Anyway, the point in bringing up all this music stuff was a. I wanted to ask you: Is there like one or two tracks on there if you've listened to the whole? playlist that's yeah. really kind of surprised you but in a positive way or maybe even in a negative way where it's like what was neil thinking or what was you know is there really anything that kind of jumps out at you uh the fact that you've got gob on there oh come on i was pleasantly surprised to see not like hey gob had kind of their two their two faces their 90s punk or like really like yes. punk rockish and then more the pop radio punk. Yeah. radio rock yeah pop punk yeah. uh both i love both of them oh, and the sure. fact that you've got give up the grudge which is one of their more popular songs um but still a really good song and then paint it black which is such a fucking good cover uh-huh. my band in high school covered that song we covered that cover of that song and like those two songs for sure the fact that he had gob and those two songs bravo well, and I got to give you props because we were talking about it online the other day, and I think it might be a really good sneaky addition to the playlist, but that new track from the Dirty Nil that you added? Yeah. That's a great track. They've got, like, Weezer vibes all over them. Weezer and Sloan. Actually, you know what kind of hit me with that one track in particular? Because I'm not very familiar with them, so I have to do a bit of a dive on them. But that yep. one trick, uh, one track almost had a bit of a almost like an everclear vibe yep so yep. i was i was pretty impressed with it so i'm gonna have to do a deeper dive on them i uh, like their earlier stuff when i said their earlier stuff their stuff from like 2014 2015 yeah uh, that, that's when i i was around that time when i first started getting into them and it's a lot heavier that stuff but it's still poppy yeah i guess it's like it's nirvana it's like they've they've been able or sorry i should just say nirvana I, if I'm going to do a Canadian reference, I would say they're like Sloan oh, in the sure. sense that they can play harder rocks, like harder grunge rock stuff. Yeah. But then do like really like poppy stuff or um, slow stuff. Like they're very, I don't know. They're, I think they're going to be an incredible band. I think they already are an incredible band and they're getting noticed already. They're going to get, they're going to continue to get a whole lot bigger here. I think. Nice. Well, and actually, now that you've said their name a couple times, I just thought of a Sloan track I'm going to have to add to the playlist. Which one? Ooh, there's so many. But there's one in particular that is my favorite of theirs. Everything You've Done Wrong. 
That's a good one. That's it's a solid track, and it's not like any of the other Sloan songs. That's what I love about it. The like the trumpets and stuff in yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Just, you get the horn section in the back. It's a little yeah. bit more, you know, just yeah, I like that. But so Mike and I, by comparison, I mean, definitely into some of the metal that you've got on there and all that, because that goes back to like my old school listening habits. But for the most part, what I've added in there is like Frank Sinatra, Otis Redding. I've got Sam and Dave. I've got a little bit of that old school stuff. I've got some more poppy stuff. Um, got Frank Turner. You got, got Frank Wolby. Turner in there. Yeah. I'm a little bit all over the map. I haven't really delved into the, you know, the heavier stuff too much, really. Uh, there's a couple, like you said, that are rock, but not like, not heavy metal, but they're rock. Um, that's, that's what I like about this. Like, it's so, it's just, it's seeing, everyone has such diverse tastes. If, whether it's like you're laser focused on listening to only one type of music, or if you're not, it's when you start to meld it all together, it's just really cool to see what's top of mind for people right now and on that i think we have to ask anybody that's listening to continue to go to the spotify link add some tracks to it and if you don't have spotify but there's a track you really want on there so that we can hear it tag us you can hit us up on our social media and use the hashtag podcast jam or if someone out there is with Apple Music and you want to create a collaborative playlist, oh. create a, an Apple one for the bots out there. And yeah. just let people know and we'll help promote it. We'll get the link out there. Yeah, totally. Hit we'll, us up. We'll have a multi-service bot list pl- going on for everybody. I love that. That's awesome. I'm there hoping to add some more songs to it over the weekend too. So it's going to get even weirder. <laughs> <laughs> who wants to get weird man let's, let's get weird man let's get weird man i don't i don't know why but whenever i hear that it's just dennis hopper through and through oh i, I was gonna say it reminds me of days of confused totally no i get it <laughs> one of the best movies and one of the best movie soundtracks of all time i oh oh like even the, the even the second one isn't bad like the second soundtrack that they released yep no just it's that's a go-to i well on spotify you find a lot of people just build that playlist of all the songs without finding the album but that is one i can listen to from top to bottom and just like great song great song great song great song great song just awesome yeah it's it's one of the best and i hold it in very high regard the only one that i can think of that might come kind of close to it was that first guardians of the galaxy uh, soundtrack as well Ooh, there's some I, other soundtracks I, that are out there that are good but i can't listen like you said front to back i can tell you one let's hear and i know it and there's going to be a bunch of well the few people who have listened to this podcast may have heard me talk about this one before as well the the first godzilla movie in like 98 or 99 oh yeah with matthew broderick and yes yeah. yes that soundtrack was unbelievable i can't listen to the whole thing front to back but there are some really good tracks on there it that's one of my top albums but one of my top compilation albums of all time and going back to another comment that you made about how billy talents this is how it goes kind of you know of all the tracks that you could kick off an album with like it's such a banger right yep yep i would have to say my favorite opening track especially for a debut album the first time you've ever heard the band for me it's still got to be good times bad times 
Led Zeppelin. Ooh. You listen to the drums on that track. It is crazy. That is one of the best opening tracks of all time. Uh, so I'm going to go along the same lines and say Black Dog is one of the Ooh, best yeah. opening tracks. And I say that only because Led Zeppelin 4, which I know is like their most popular album. That's the big one, yeah. Made. Um, I can vividly remember hearing it for the first time when I was in grade five yep. or grade six and being like, I like rock music. This is like, I like rock music because of like, th- if, if there's music like this, this is what I like. Yep. And I could vividly remember like that being a massive turning point for my music style being like solidified. Cause then that's when I like, did like a nosedive into the grunge stuff and more of the 70s classic rock stuff um anyway <laughs> no i love <laughs> really ranted there <laughs> no that's awesome that's the point right it's conversational uh yeah. so yes hit us up podcast jams if you create your own public playlist and you want people to add let us know please well absolutely means. We're going to call this episode as it is right now. So make sure you check us out on social media at podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can check out our website, podcast.com. We've got the links to all the major services where the podcast should be available. And if there and if is one there, that's if there isn't one there that should be that you use, let us know. Yeah. And we'll make sure that it's where it needs to be so that your ears can enjoy our voices. Bell. <laughs> enjoys a bit of a stretch uh tolerate yeah i'll settle for tolerate that's good all right there we go that's it for episode six so we'll let you guys go make sure you check out the playlist on spotify thank you for listening leave a review if you can and we'll talk to you guys next week au revoir aviento and see you soon